holy rusted metal Batman. What an opening week to the Premier League. As always, it delivered. It was exciting. It was full of controversy. It was full of goals. It was full of bad takes that we're going to go over later in the video. But enough of that. I'm Brandon, your number one Liverpool fan. We got Chase the Gooner. Yo, 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 yo. And special guest, CFC's finest, Mr. Derek in the chat. Let's go. All right, boys, we got a ton of topics to discuss for this closing of week one and going into week two. Uh, first thing I want to kind of go over is uh, some of the transfer sagas, because just in between the recording and now alone, there has been a ton of things going down, including embarrassment for my Reds. I don't even want to uh. be discussing this, honestly, but I got to do it for the sake of the show. Uh, first and foremost, Moises Caicedo, probably one of the craziest sagas in transfer history, getting a bid accepted from Liverpool and then saying, no, man, I was always a blue. Goes to Chelsea in a record deal. Also, Romeo Lavia will be joining him. Chelsea have broke the transfer market. They literally have broke it. Absolutely shattered These it. Two great signings, but what even is financial fair play? I mean, Derek, you must be absolutely stoked to have these two ballers join your team, but can you please stop cheating? Well, okay. I mean, I feel like, you know, um, all other clubs of fans are actually, like, upset of how everything has transpired. In the sense of, like, everybody keeps forgetting that after we sold the club, Raman Abramovich, you know, made our club become, you know, like we became zero. We don't, we're not negative. We don't owe anybody. On top of that, we inherited American owners who came to buy the club. And they literally just said, Raman said to, to everybody, like, I'm not saying the club to anybody that's not have the same ambition I did for the club. So he got told by like, has the same ambition. He wants to win. He went to spend that money, you know, and, Make sure the team is good. And literally, that's what he's demonstrating. And the fact that everybody's upset that he's found the loophole through the whole system. And the fact that other teams are upset because the clubs are not doing the same, because equally, other clubs can do that. Like, all other clubs can do that, but they're choosing not to do so. So, you said all other clubs can do that. Fulham can spend 110 million on no, no. I meant meant like the top, the top ten, like the top six teams. They are capable of doing that. AKA Liverpool, they are capable of actually like doing, giving the same deals, selling the same, you know, same thing that shows selling to everybody. Long term contracts and you know to secure this, you know, their careers and family situations for players. But that's a risk. It's a it, risk. It, it's a risk, yes, but that's business. Business is a risk. I mean, it's high risk, in my opinion. You sign these players to eight-year deals and you expect, you know, two of three out of the positions to come good. But um, that's, why you, that's why you have the recruits and they know the stats and analysis to, to just give you the, the, you know, the players. Like, this is just not a player. It's not like, you know, they're just going off the street and like, yeah, this guy's going to make it. These guys have potential. They know their potential. They have studied them. They have recruited them. Same, same as other teams do. It's just like 
how the market is now is inflated to the point you have to spend for what you want and like and that's what chelsea just did it's like i want those players i'm gonna go get them if we retract back when we went back i think is it last year or year before when we wanted rafinha and Barcelona literally just took him away from us and it doesn't didn't matter it was you know it became money it also was about player preferences and this is what's happening to chelsea and liverpool we can really talk about player preference. Liverpool actually like came out of their pockets and paid a decent amount of money for these players, but the players literally just came down to play a decision like, I want to go to Chelsea. One, yes, they are using money as att- attraction. Two, they are selling their project to, to the players and they are liking the project. And that's why they're choosing to make these moves. But like, I just don't see why other people are so bitter because they can do the same thing. Because right now, Liverpool could really offer, could have offered Casado and Lavia while we can't offer them. We can Champions League, other more games. Lavia right now, like he literally just turned down playing every week in, week out. For Liverpool to come at Chelsea to fight to play in the, in the, in the spot. So that, that really tells you so much about what players are preferring to go do. They find shot Chelsea's fired, project no, he would still get a lot of time at Liverpool, man, because I'm not saying he would start right away, but we need a true six. And as you saw in the game, which we'll get to later, we put a lot of pressure on McAllister, who's not a natural six, to play that role. And we need, since Fabinho left, we really need a true DM. And the problem is we fucked around in the market because we had Lavia and we were like, oh, we'll just keep, you know, nickel and diamond uh, when we could have just slid uh, flat out paid the 50 that Southampton wanted and then you guys are like well screw this we'll just pay 60 and I mean kind of that's what we get for screwing around uh, we could have had that deal done and dusted but we tried to play a game with you guys and we lost to Bully's pockets yeah yeah but here's the thing that I want to bring up Todd Bowley has spent over 800 million pounds in the last three windows Absolutely ludicrous. I think he's bought something like around 20 players. Uh, I just think in a couple of years, kind of like Chase mentioned, I feel like financial fair play and other repercussions are eventually going to catch up. So this better be like success very soon. This I, is, it's a risk, man. It's a huge risk. Of My course. other thing about this situation is, so you buy three good young players in a position what happens when two of them are vying for that starting spot? Does it, the third one's got to go. So you're going to lose money eventually somewhere. People are going to get ruffled, but, I mean, good competition, I guess. I mean, just signed Elise today, right-sided player. And you signed Madweke, what, two windows ago, right-sided player. Both same age, basically. I don't know. It's just confusing to me. And then you have Sterling, same spot, on huge wages. As I I mentioned in the chat, yeah, as I mentioned in the chat, our group chat, I was just like, dude, this guy, Todd Bowley, is freaking like Joe Pesci in the movie Casino. He's just like, hit me, hit me, hit me. He's just buying whoever's available. I mean, he's just going absolutely berserk in the market right now. And I'm not saying he's totally blindly just signing whoever. I mean, he is signing some quality players 
scouts are doing their jobs and whatnot. But it's just unbelievable what they've done. And they're basically rebuilding the entire team. They just sold a ton of, of their top-tier players. And now they're out buying very expensive, brand new, basically brand new team. And they're just saying, go. Um, the one thing that, that benefits them is that they have a, a tried and trusted manager, which I think is going to be essential for them. But it's just a wild, wild strategy that has really never been seen before in, in the league. Right. Um, so, like, I hear you guys' points, and, like, I hear you guys where you come from. And honestly, like, anybody looking at this is, it's like, crazy. It's, it's really nuts. Like, but that shows you where money plays a big part in business. So, and you have to understand, like, at the end of the day, it's about business. It's about money. These players want to secure, you know, security for their families. The clubs want to make money and everything. So, at the end of the day, like, I see why you guys are saying, what the fuck? Because it, it, influence, like, it just influenced so much on the game and, like, also financially just, like, influenced everything in a different direction because now clubs are going to be doing crazy stuff that we all don't don't know like it was possible but let me go back to the point of like you know what chase was saying that we bought so many players in the same spot like you know all this right now we are chasing city city if you look at a city team in every position they have equally the same as good as a player on the bench not young players Yes, not young players. Of course, you, you can say not That's young. the difference is what I'm saying. You, okay, look at Real Madrid. Real Madrid is trying to do the same. But Chelsea was like, you know what? Fuck that. We are going, I'm sorry, excuse my language. They're like, we are going to just do this right now and buy the players that have the potential. So it, it doesn't really matter. Like, they can still sell those players. Like, although, because like, I said they can still sell those players because we say here at the beginning of the transfer season, and it was like, no way in the world Chelsea's going to sell 20-some plus players. They literally just did that. And bought a whole new team. Like, we're talking about in 18 months. This man just like bought a whole team in plus, in the academy. And we're still talking about money. Like, we should just accept the fact that this is happening. And be like, how is this happening? And the reason why it's happening this way is because we forget we are looking at the net of how much they Chelsea spent, which is over like 900 million, whatever, almost a billion. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy to even say. But we forget that in that, they sold players, like a Kai Havertz at Mount. They, them co together combined plus 10 additional million buys Casero. So we have to include player sales. We have to include all this and minus all this. On top of that, you, you guys got to think about the club, we don't have no debt. So we are a club that's free. On top of that, Not you have to add. Yes, but on top of that, you have to add, we have rich owners. We have billionaire owners that want to see the club succeed. That's their goal. So added all that in, in, in play, like literally like right now, like today, like all the news outlets, they're literally confirming like Chelsea is not breaking any FFA people. Like we're not breaking no anything. But everybody's it's gonna take 
it's going to take a few years to actually conduct investigations, though, to thoroughly analyze all of their activity, their accounts, their financial reports to actually truly determine if any FFP rules have been breached. I mean, that can't really be assessed right now. It's going to take, you know, years to to kind of analyze that. Yeah, that's what happened with City. Yeah, that's what happened with City. But like, you know, from now and then, it could be a whole different. It could be a whole different dynamic. And like I said, these guys are billionaires for a reason. They don't have financial advisors and accountants and assistants that don't know what they're doing. That's what we have to remind ourselves that like they know what they're doing. They know the risk they're taking. So we can sit here and debate and argue and be all this on this because at the end of the day, this is shocking to the whole world. This has never been done in sports. Like this has never been done. So I would question like anybody would should be questioning how is why is this being done? But it's being done and like the people that govern the sport that's supposed to stop this, they're not doing something about it because they are doing it by the law and this they're not breaking any law. If they were breaking any law, they would have already acted and they haven't acted. Themselves came up today and said Chelsea's not breaking anything. Any rules, any any rules at all? Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see over time. But to close on this, I just want to mention real quick that over the past three uh, windows, which is kind of you know when Todd Bully came into the club, Chelsea have spent more money than the entirety of La Liga combined, which contains giants FC Barcelona and Real Madrid. That's just a kind of a mind blowing stat in itself, right there. So we'll see kind of what you're pointing out, Derek, if anything does come to play later on down the road. But, hey, for right now, enjoy the ride. Hey, you know, it, you got the signings. You got the talent. It could be exciting in a few years. So, I mean, just yeah, enjoy it. Man, best believe it. Who knows? Could make, it could be. It could, you could be right. But at this point, we're just going to have to go for the ride because we don't know. But all I know for the fact that all the players will sign, they have quality. They are talented. They're gonna contribute to the team, and like I'm telling you, we are building a fortress, and that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, it. yeah, we'll definitely cover Chelsea a little bit more here um, as we continue to recap. So to close off transfers, I did want to mention quickly that uh, obviously, if you live under a rock, you wouldn't have heard this, but uh, Harry Kane has decided to accept. Uh, and sign a contract with FC Bayern Munich. Uh, it was heavily speculated that he might stay with Spurs in the idea that he knows he's never going to win a trophy uh, at that trophy-less club, but he could be the potential Premier League all-time goal-scoring leader. He said, nah, man, the hell with that. I'm 30. I got better things to do, like actually win trophies, and he is off to Bayern. Um, and he was literally on the bench for yeah, in the opener for the afternoon, and they got spanked. Yeah, Danny Olmo triple uh, <laughs> Leipzig, that just absolute demolition in his uh, welcome to Bayern game. So Harry Kane's off to walk the Bundesliga and win some easy trophies. I'm happy for him. How um, funny would it be if they don't win the Bundesliga though? How be funny, comical, would it be? bro! It would be the comical. Kane curse continues. 
It's like Drake. He's just a walking Drake, bro. He just everywhere he goes. No, he just uh, spud. The Harry Maguire deal is off. Uh, he was heavily linked to West Ham. It looked like it was all but sealed. And I, this I, man I, I, believes I, he can actually make a difference at United. I just I can't believe the delusion. I don't know what your guys' take is on that, but I, funny part. I, I literally just saw um, a tweet saying that he's going to Real Madrid. I was like, Real Madrid gotta be going through it if they're gonna be getting him. Like they can get anybody in the world. That it's like way better fast that young girl. <laughs> man, dude, I don't uh, care what you guys say about Kepa, man. Kepa <laughs> is uh like. He is better what? than he's better than average and he's better than good. And like you guys take him for granted, but like he does good. And like you guys, because like you guys understand, like Chelsea has not had a good solid defense to, to prevent a lot of shit that's happened to us. Oh my goodness! Here we but, go. You know what I'm saying? Like I still rate him as a good goalie. Like he, I, I, I bug him to do really good at Real Madrid. I bug him to do really good, and honestly, like I could see him being a second to, you know, Courtois. I think, it, like, I yes, think this second. is good. I think, I think this is a good move for him because he's gonna do good in Real Madrid. They have good defense. They have good midfield. I, I know Miltao got injured, but they still have Rudiger in the back. He has chemistry with Rudiger. He you know he has he he has good midfield, good offense. So he's gonna be in a good environment and climate. He speaks Spanish, so like it's home for him. So yeah, he's gonna feel comfortable. And like like you guys like he has had. No more about Kepa, stuff, please. Kepa is trash. Was, move on. Move okay. on. Well, I was I was seeing at the end of the let's move on to re- Champions League. <laughs> I could care less if <laughs> let's, he wins the Champions League. The man is still trash. He's he's a very okay goalkeeper. Agree to disagree because he's never we're never gonna come to agreement on that on that subject. Most um, expensive I'm, goalkeeper of all time. I'm gonna sip on my wine. reason. The manager in the world. Okay, <laughs> let's because or the first week of games. Uh, moving on, boys. Burnley and Manchester City. The Vince. St. Company showdown with his old team. Uh, Burnley at home at Turf Moor, revitalized team with JJ Watt as a and wife uh, as a uh, minority investor. Pretty cool story. JJ Watt. Uh, <laughs> Burnley was, in my opinion, very perfect good, as well, right? even though they. I'm sorry. Dude, perfect is a part owner as well, correct? Like the YouTubers, like the frisbee trick yeah, shotters yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, believe the trick. I believe so. I'm not Uh-oh. sure if it's Burnley, but they're investors in someone. Uh, but on the on the actual game, I thought Burnley was pretty, even though they lost 3-0. Uh, it's just that Erling Holland dude, dude is really freaking good. He might score 40 goals. Two goals on Holland nine cool. touches. Um, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> but, um... I honestly think that this season is going to be harder than you all think. For City? Yes. We're... For any team. 
or any team, honestly. I'm just saying it's going to be hotter than you think. Okay, so know, for, I feel like so for the sake of this, let's focus on 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 Burnley and City. So you say it might be harder for City. Now I can agree with that because right. especially because of the Burnley or Burnley because of the um, De Bruyne injury. I don't know if you're factoring that into the equation, but that was also recently announced that he's going to get hamstring surgery. He'll be out for about four months. Do you think that has a yeah, big impact? Long term, no, I don't think it has a big. I don't think it has a big that, that big of a factor because they are still a good team. They are still a good team. Um, like you guys underestimate it, dude. Kevin, I mean, uh, Kovacic, he is good. Like I've always read in him, like it's crazy that he never got that much playing time at Chelsea, but he is really good. And being on a team that is that good defensively, midfield, because he Rodri and Kovacic are going to like hold it down for a minute. And then they, they have other players that they can jump in the middle. And he, 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 Pep just rotates his team so brilliantly. Like, we never know what he's up to. And those players Absolutely. are so adaptable in all different positions. But just given, like, just Rodri and Kovacic, they give you everything you need. Rodri is just, like, a beast. Kovacic is he the is best team in the world? At this point, yes. I agree. He's sensational. Because right, right now, like, him adding goal scoring... Tally to his, you know, attributes. Yep. It just like makes him so much way better. The, is there other upcoming young players that at his caliber? Yes. Jude is the closest to him because Jude can play in all those positions. Defensively, Jude lacks a little bit of that. But if Jude gets that, then we can compare those two as to who's next to that at this point, at right now, as we speak. But Rodri just like he's just yeah, he's something else. Yeah, he is very um, good. But also, like, you know, in going saying this, like, with the Burnley and the City game, like, I did, like, I did love and appreciate the play style of Burnley, and I did, and I think they're going to do good. I think, actually, they're going to stay up this season. Yeah, I agree. I have them finishing, I think, around 13th, uh, even before the game started. And then after I watched that, I was like, oh, yeah, this team is definitely surviving because... Vincent company has them playing so positive. They used to be anti-football. We used to roast them saying, get them out of the league. They're so boring. They play boot long ball. It was the complete opposite of that. They took the game to city. Like they really were, were, were going for it. I got to respect that. Yes. Yes. And they've made a lot of good signings too. So yeah, I, th I think they'll stay up. I don't really yes. have anything to say besides my big takeaway is the De Bruyne injury, actually. I think that's huge. I think it's the complete opposite of little for them. I think it's You massive. think it has a pretty big impact, yeah? Huge impact. We'll see how the results go for them, but, I mean, Derek did say they have good depth, and he, he's Pep is genius at rotating his squad, but you can't substitute KDB like you, there's, no, there's no replacement for that for a player yeah. like that for sure for sure I'll close out this game with just mentioning real quick that uh Erling Holland uh, as I mentioned kind of earlier he had two goals at halftime he had nine total touches on the ball that is how clinical he is um he will be all over his own goal scoring tally from last season May, might even break his own record so that is one thing that they do have uh going for them so Man City, 3-0, comfortable win uh, at Turf Moor. Let's move on to the next game of the weekend. Arsenal against Nottingham Forest at the Emirates. Arsenal came out guns blazing, looking good, comfortable. Saka and Martinelli doing their thing. 
They went up two uh, in the first half, and then all of a sudden went a little quiet for a while, maybe took their foot off the gas, and then Nottingham kind of squeezed one at the end. You're thinking, oh, shit, Chase is probably sweating, nervous. Like, here we go again, but they hold on for the three points. What's your assessment on it, man? Dominated for um, 80 minutes, gave up a goal, and then squeaky bum time, basically. (laughs) Yeah, that about sums it up. Uh, And Katia looks reliable for Jesus while he's hurt. I mean... He's a good player. I think he just needs the opportunity. Like... He, I, th- I don't remember the exact numbers, but like 15 of his last Emirates starts, he has 14 goals, I believe. So take that as you will. Now, you mentioned the De Bruyne injury being huge. I know you just signed the dude, but are you not worried for Jurian Timber? I mean, that's a big blow to the defense. It's already got you guys shopping, panic shopping. I'm worried, but then I'm also kind of... Not, um, I don't know how to put it into words because we have the depth now. We have players that can play that spot. Who's the, who's um, the depth? Because I heard that Tierney is leaving. Tierney can leave. He's not. He. I mean, he has been fourth choice since Zinchenko came to the club. He was. Be, he's behind Kiwior. Mm. So At I mean, Tommy Asu will play left Center back. back? Yeah, Tommy Asu will play left back. Kibio will play left back. Um, Gabrielle even played there before. Yeah, but Zinchenko I'm talking about your natural left backs. Training. I don't think I don't think Tierney would be fourth choice as a natural left back. I think I think you're writing him off a little bit. I think he's a really good player, dude. I'm surprised he's you been, are, are so cool. I mean, I'm not writing him off. So for me, this is how I feel, man. Hey, don't call me. Uh, what's his name? Uh, but when I watched the Arsenal game, I I just feel like Arsenal felt like towards the end of the season last year and how they were playing. That's how I feel to me. Like I like when I, I don't know Brandon because I remember I was talking to you about the game when I was telling you that I expected more speed, more ruthless, more like playing the ball, but like. I know it's the first game of the season, but like with the level you guys put yourself on, like people that have watched you last year play, like the beginning, the middle, they they think that Arsenal, right at this point, they should be at the same level as trying to be at the same level as City. But like when I watch the game, I feel like Arsenal liked the intensity, the speed. You know the creativity. They, it's it's felt a little bit more slow to me. Like that's yeah. My you must have smoked too thinking. many blunts before the game. No, I I I watched the game. I watched the whole thing. And I, you must have watched and, like and, the 80th and minute think, after. And also, Man. like I think I think a couple more games with Declan Rice and Kai Havertz is gonna like change it. But like Inkenti has to start as a striker because I don't think Kai Havertz needs to be as your nine. Because if it becomes your nine, then it takes a lot out. Like he doesn't give you all his, all his quality that like you guys need him to, to give you. So if Nkenti can hold it down until Jesus comes back, I can see the game speed changing and everything changing around. But if 
Mikael Oteta tries to play Kai Havertz as a striker, then it's going to change everything. And that's, I'd rather him like try to play Martinelli as a striker and keep Kai Havertz deeper role would be more helpful. But I don't know, because I could be wrong. But that's my take on watching that game. I feel like he plays a free role in this system. I mean, Chase, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's kind of given more freedom to kind of drop deep when needed. He's not obviously relied upon to score. And Ketty is more of your central forward. Martinelli kind of drifts out wide, cuts inside, um, kind of like when he set up the assist, which, by the way, that was kind of cool, but come on, that was an accident. <laughs> yes, that was an accident. Yeah, he didn't mean but, that. But, but Brandon, Brandon, but that's what that's what I meant. I meant like y'all hating, man. I swear, y'all hate. That is terrible filth. control. Terrible control loses the ball and get, it falls right to Enketia's feet. So lucky, bro. Bro hits a back heel between two players, and y'all saying terrible touch didn't no, mean he, it. Damn. Either he meant it, he, he meant it to, for himself, or it was an accident. There's no way he meant it to back heel to him because, like, you know, in the oh, speed wow. of a play and in, like the way he slowed it down, he does not look like he intentionally did no. to aim that. No, it doesn't. I agree, with Brandon. But a cool, so cool assist nonetheless. It was but... sick, though. It was sick. It was uh, sick. Though. It was, in the it was end, sick so in the end, Arsenal controlled the game. Um, was was it super comfortable in the balance of play? Yes. Scoreline, no. But there are some th- a lot of positives that Arsenal can take from the game. Obviously, again, we mentioned the timber situation that needs to be addressed. But overall, they they look pretty solid. But they should. You know, consider okay. We got to put these games away, especially against teams like this at home. We don't want to lose uh, concentration because this league will eat you alive. Oh, so two yes. one is the final at the Emirates. Uh, let's quickly discuss uh, Bournemouth West Ham. All I really have to say about this game is that my, in my opinion, the goal of the week comes from this game. You could argue Saka very close, but I got Jared Bowen's goal disgusting. Uh, top Ben's goal in that game as a 1-1 uh, result, but Jared Bowen scored a worldie. Really not much to take away from the game. Uh, Bournemouth w- was in control in the first half, had a lot of the ball, I think about 63% of the ball. They should have really put the game to bed, but weren't clinical enough, and you know, just a, a typical 1-1 draw between two mid-teams, I guess you could say. Very mid. Yeah, for me, like honestly, like from this... But I think, because at the beginning of the season, uh, someone someone said like they're gonna be relegated. I don't think they're going to after the few signings they made and actually watching them play this weekend. Just just, just saying. Lucas Lucas Paqueta, uh, yeah, they 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 looked they looked okay. Uh, they lose, Lucas, they, they're gonna lose him, but they're getting you know. They're getting good replacements for in different positions where they're gonna be okay and they still got bueno, so they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. It's just like, are they improving though? They are they who? gonna stay they, where they're Wait, they wait, wait. No, it's just like it, it's because like it, with teams like always finish mid table, it's not about improving for them. Sometimes it's about maintaining because they're flirting with relegation. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a scary yeah, ride. They, they need to be careful. It's a scary, you know, it's scary ride, but sometimes you got to hold in tight until you get the right players to get you to move a little up. 
You made 105 million from Declan Rice. You better be doing something to ensure your safety. I mean, you shouldn't even be thinking about relegation after getting that kind of money. You got to make the right uh, investments and recruitments for your squad. But, but 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 the thing is, you have to convince players to come to club, and they have they don't offer a lot of things. So like, it, it, it's also a process. And other players they want they could improve their clubs. They want they aim you to go to clubs like Liverpool's, the Arsenal's, the cities. So it makes it so hard. And like the wages they offer, they you know just because they made a hundred some million, you know whatever, they also still got to run the club. They got to do this. So they are not as rich as at the top six clubs, how rich they are. Because you got to think, when they finish mid-table, not, they don't get paid the same. Because the first team, the, the, if like City finishes, they get the most money. And then it trickles down everybody less, as less as they go. You, you get what I'm saying? Well, right. So, but just a few short years ago, they were what flirting with or they were in the Europa League positions in the table and it, they didn't really change too much from the team other than obviously losing your best player which I get is massive but last season they were a very similar team to that team dropped completely in performance and right. flirted with relegation and so this year they should you know they, that shouldn't even be a thought and I get they're trying to make moves um, they got Alvarez from Ajax they tried hey, to get happens. McGuire that failed but they need yeah. to show ambition yes it happens AKA, you know, like, I don't like to say this, but we've seen it with Chelsea. Like, you know, uh, a few years ago, we won the league and the next season we finished in 12th place. You know, this this league is a really difficult league and, like, anything can happen. Really, anything can happen. You can stumble. You know what I'm saying? You can fall off foam. And by the time you catch foam, you really die deep in a hole. So, you know, like I said, I have high hopes for them this year that they're going to still maintain and stay in the league. I could be wrong, though. So we'll see how, what happens. Okay, so before we segue to the next game, real quick, West Ham, stay safe this year, yes or no? I say yes. Yes. No. Whoa. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Brighton versus Luton Town. Uh, 100% Luton Town, goodbye. You just cannot keep up with the pace of this league. Brighton should have had four or five by halftime. It took them 35 minutes to score. Um, so they held it down for a little bit. But once they scored, they had control. I know at one point Luton made it 2-1. But in my opinion, there was a terrible decision uh, against Lewis Dunk, who was sliding in to block Disgusting. a cross. A natural just block. And it hits the underside of his elbow. I don't know what he's supposed to do, and they call it hits a handball his back first. Yeah, oh yeah, it hits his back and like bounces up and hits his uh, mm-hmm. elbow, and they call the penalty for Luton Town, puts him back in the game with like I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to go. I was like, you got to be kidding me! So it's it's decisions like that that really need to be addressed. Uh, Disgusting, in man! I can't believe this is still happening in twenty three, twenty four, but it's still happening. We're still having these discussions. But with VAR. With VAR. We have the freaking replay, and it's still happening. But with that said, Brighton knocked them out of the park. They just outplayed them all over the place. Matoma, Beast, uh, Evan Ferguson, outstanding. Joao Pedro, talent, great signing. He should have had more goals. Missed a, fluffed a couple of chances, but all in all, the team was Pascal Gross, picked up right where he left off last year. 
a very important player, kind of gets under the radar of how important he is for the team. Millie coming in, old grandpa looking good, getting slide tackles in, winning the ball. I miss them already. Uh, they, they look good. That's all I can really say. You know, By it's bad when you team. say you miss Milner. Dude, he is a freaking workhorse, man. He wins the ball. He wants the ball. He's the old school. I s- doesn't mess around. No nonsense. No bullshit. Just give me the ball. So I saw a stat about Pascal Gross earlier. Um, most chances created in the Premier League since Pep took over in 2016-17. KDB, 647. Second place, Pascal Gross, 411. Third place, Trent Alexander-Arnold with 399. Just what what company no is dude in right now? But no, KDB, yeah, I would have never guessed that. 36 ahead of him, so yeah. He's on a planet out of his own, but that's insane, dude. I think Pascal Gross... I think from uh, the game I was checking, I, th- I think he created like six chances on his own just from that game uh, against Luton alone. He- he's, like I said, he very under the radar. So he's very good. good. He is good. He is yeah, good. he's a baller. He's a versatile yes, baller. Yes, sir. Play anywhere you want with him, and he'll get it done. Yep, out yes, wide. Centrally. He can do it all. Uh, let's move on to Everton versus Fulham. This was a, a barn burner of missed chances that Everton had. It's embarrassing, really. Uh, I think it's one of the highest XG I've ever seen without a goal. It was, I think, mid-upper twos for XG for Everton, and they did not score. Although there was another controversial uh, non-call in this game. Uh, Burned Leno uh, kind of like came down over the top of Tarkowski's back and Tarkowski was just standing his ground, and the ref disallowed a goal if they scored. And it was like, what is Tarkowski supposed to do? He's just standing there, and they claim that he fouled the keeper. It just a very, very soft, as much as I hate Everton, this is just a very soft, terrible decision. Yes, it is a soft decision, because I, I've always, like, questioned VAR and questions, like, what is natural, what is why you can't and can't do it in the box. Because like I've seen fouls, I've seen stuff like a player is doing what they can naturally do to affect the game and cause the win against them. And I'm like, if I was a player, I'll be pissed because what am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? If I can't do that. You know, for example, like Kowski, you know, like what's he supposed to do? He didn't jump, he stayed, he stood his ground. What is he supposed to do? And yeah, he literally stood him. there. Yeah, he still, it's he still went. He still went against him. So, like, what is what is what is the right thing to do and the wrong thing? You know what it, what what to do right there? Like, as a player, like sometimes you need to let the game go on because, like, there is a foul and there's not there's not a foul. Like, he did not foul the keeper. The keeper fouled him. So, like, they shouldn't they should keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, should have been a no call. It's like the it NFL no trying call. to protect the quarterbacks. Like, oh, every little right. thing. Oh, oh, he tucked it. You know, don't tackle. Like, come on, man. Right. Don't, don't and the keeper's allowed to use the hand, so they, that's extension. So, like, he already jumped over my back and extended, and he even get the ball, and he fouled me. So, what am I supposed to do? 
I didn't try to back into him. I didn't change his position. He jumped into me. So he has a lot of, he can use his hands. Like you get, you got to think about that. You in the whole box. I can use my hands to get the ball and change the ball's trajectory, you know, where it's going. You know, I can affect that in that way. Except but when you're climbing over somebody's back and, right. and fouling them in the process. That's the only time that you shouldn't be allowed to use your hands. Right. And like, that's what, like, definitely, that's what he just did. You know, he just climbed over his back and tried to use his hands to get the ball. And like, he stood, the first two went against the offensive player because they stood their ground. But yeah. what's my biggest because- gripe? Of that whole situation is the fact that the referee blew his whistle as the ball was going into the net. <laughs> oh, that didn't even so wait he a basically yeah he didn't even wait until the ball went in the net to check with Bar. He was just like, nope, that's a foul on the goalie. That's it. That's what it is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely outrageous. I mean, with that being said, Everton should have put the ball away before and after that happened. Uh, the official number is two point seven three xg. <laughs> With no goals, four big chances missed. Uh, it's inexcusable. Mope missed chances. Decore was through on goal, could have passed it. He missed a chance. Um, just a, a plethora of missed opportunities. And as a result, oh, yeah. they lose their opening game 1 0 at Goodison to Fulham. I just uh, want to, I just, I just want to ask Everton. I just want to ask Everton being Everton. Yes. Yeah, what's I just want to ask a question to uh, Brandon. Um, what do you think about the Decore coming to Liverpool for ten million? Because that's not that bad. Is that the rumor price? You make price? me sick, Derek. There's no way you're saying. Man, why? He's Who's a good player. He, he's a good player. Like, don't don't underestimate him. He's a good player. I'm saying because, like, you know, he's a you don't you can use him as a backup to anything really, like in the midfield, and he will still give you. The, he's a box to box player. He's a pretty decent player. Don't 30 minutes guy. ago, you said Liverpool should be spending money on Caicedo and Lavia. Now you're telling me they need to spend $10 million on Ducure. At this point, they don't have anything they need as something. Who's and 30? 10, Age 10, is your favorite thing 10, to talk about with the declining 10, players, and this guy's 30 10, years old. Get, nah, yeah, you, it's, it's $10 million for two, two good years as a backup or for anything that happens. What, what happens to McAllister right now? If he gets injured, who are you gonna play in the Thiago is still not there? You're gonna who are you gonna play in that in that? Curtis Jones. You think he's gonna hold it down? Well, for he's a whole season, but for a short string. So, so the Correa will do help you with that situation. But you're like, nah. Why? He is a good player. Like I've seen him put him, I've seen him put yeah, him he's good solid. performances. He's, he's, he's built like a you know, he's a powerhouse. He's he's strong. Like, he's he's definitely got the energy goes box to box. I just don't right. I just don't know if he fits he's, in our system. He, he's definitely, but he, he will do the job that you want him to do. He will come off the bench and just give you that extra oomph. You know what I'm saying? Well, until I see the you know, see a little more steam behind that rumor, then I'll I'll kind of begin to contemplate that. But it hasn't even really been something that I've put any thought to, to be honest. Oh, that's that's, that, that's Derek's hypothetical. It's not anybody. It's me. It's me. Oh, okay, Derek Fabrizio Romano. Thank you for your uh, here we go transfer rumor of the day. We'll see what uh, what what transpires in the next. What's the deadline? Two, three weeks, whatever. Uh, 
let's let's move on to probably the as I would have said before, as I did say, would be the worst game. Probably was uh, Sheffield versus Crystal Palace. Sheffield's going to go down as well. I'm convinced uh, they are horrible. Crystal Palace should have probably won three or four zero. The best player on the field for Sheffield was uh, Fodderingham, their goalkeeper. He had seven saves and he was bailing them out time after time. Uh, Edward scored the only goal for Crystal Palace, assisted by Jordan Ayu down the flank. It was just a simple squares up his man one on one, gets a half yard, cross the uh, crosses across the box, tap in. Uh, Sheffield just don't have anything to offer going forward. There's really nothing I can add I to that. They just look very, very plain. I don't think they're going to last because we all can see here and agree that the way the league, the direction the league is going, they can't keep up with the pace, the speed. Because, like, you got to look like a team's, even like the team's like underneath them, like the defenders, their ball players, goalies, ball players. Sheffield is just like, cannot keep up with that. They don't have players equipped for keeping up with that. There's no way they're going to they're gonna keep up with that. There's no way. And on top of that, they don't have money to spend to get players to help them stay up there. So And they just sold their best player right, to a so rival like, in the league. That, that is not happening. That's not so, good business. That's not good business. So like, I, I feel like this is going to be a short ride for them, for me. But yeah, I, I think almost every person in the world has them and Luton going down as like two of their three for sure. <laughs> yes, I just I'm gonna enjoy. Hey, honestly, shout out to Luton Town, you know, for you know Sean coming in town, you know what I'm saying. But they, you know, at least they they made it to Premier League, you know, at least you no, know, they can have something to aim for another time. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, I'm giving them a shout out because it's it's hard to make it to Premier League. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing the whole season. But they're about to get destroyed. Yeah, it'll make for a cute little documentary sometime down the road. Like, look at this inspiring right. story of a team that worked at Walmart and made its way to the top and then just got absolutely demolished. I mean, this is in Walmart. <laughs> sorry, Luton. Because um, I know we're going to have tons of Luton fans uh, listening on the pod. I'm sorry in advance, but uh, <laughs> your season's going to be over pretty quick. <laughs> Worst team to ever play in the Premier League, <laughs> Luton Town. Uh, let's let's move on to Newcastle versus Aston Villa. Uh, Chase, you want to get out the clown paint with me because we both oh, said boy. two two. Uh, we <laughs> predicted two to two, and dude, it looked like that at first. It was an incredible opening fifteen minutes. Uh, Sandro Tonali in his debut, a, a cracking goal. Uh, Diaby in his debut, a, a solid finish, but then. They just took over. Isak, Gordon, Tanali, they were all just brilliant. Isak's uh, lob for the third goal was absolutely disgusting. He is a beast. Five of the week, other than Saka. Yo, Dude, yo. it was so hey. nasty. Ladies Newcastle and, is ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you this. Chelsea, Liverpool, United, Spurs. We all made a mistake. Ishak is a beast. That's a striker we should have bought. Like, bro, he plays. And he wasn't. Was plays. he linked with any of you guys other than us, though? Like, we actually I'm, had. I'm a, just saying. I'm, 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 no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
this guy is so good. Like yeah. he impresses me so much. Every time I see him, I'm like on re region. Yeah, man. Like honestly, like that's the player like we all missed out. Although you guys like I don't know you guys were linked up with him, but yeah, but like we all missed out and now we think about strikers. He went to Newcastle, like we could any team could have had him. But yeah, he's we very do. good. Uh, he is really good. I think I, I think also uh Harvey Barnes kind of adds that missing touch that guys like ASM didn't have. He comes on, gets that goal. That's like a classy kind of Harvey Barnes uh type of goal. He took it with composure and I think he just has that final end product that ASM lacked and I think he brings that to the team as well. I think he strengthens yeah, that team. I, I feel I, I'm sad that ASM is like out of nowhere, just like like is nobody speaks of him. Like he's a good player. Like I don't know like what happened. Oh, for he's sure. Gone. I mean, like, he's like, electric. He was like, he was like, popcorn. Uh, Best dribbler. No, what, what, Chase, like what I'm saying is, it's like all of a sudden he's he's gone. Like I feel like he was never given a chance. <laughs> like it just that's how it feels to me. Because like he was that I don't electric. Think it's worked out. Saudi money yeah. came calling, bro. It's he had to but go. I just don't think his style works out in the Premier League either. Good player, mean? but what do you mean? Can I you just, elaborate? Can you elaborate on what you mean? Stopping the ball that? and just dribbling it, standing in the corner, standing not really having end product at all, not shooting when you have shooting opportunities, pulling the ball back, doing a Rabona for no reason. I don't know some stuff like that. Not tracking back on defense at all. I see what you're saying because, like, at this point, it is how every team wants to play. Every player has to play their part. So they replaced now, him with Jacob Murphy. That should tell you enough. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Jacob Murphy is a beast, man. Like, don't don't hit on my guy and his hairline. Oh, he's he's a beast. Nobody like, hates on his hairline. It's but, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, see, also... I, see, I see the tweet. I see the tweet. Everybody hating on him, man. Leave my guy alone. He a beast, bro. Like, but yeah, on that game little... last week, didn't I pick Isaac to be my most improved? Even though he had a technically good season, I just said that because he's going to play the whole year, and he went bonkers in the first game. Also, no, I've been hot sure. on the Newcastle midfield. All summer and domination station absolutely mm. destroyed them. Douglas Louise, right to Nali, class. Hell no. Uh, yeah, I saw a clip. Coming, did you? I saw a clip of uh, him during the anthem, and uh, Botman looks at him and he's like, "I told you, bro." And Tonali like looks at him and gets wide eyed because it's fucking electric at St James Park. Mm. It's like you don't even know what you got yourself into, bro. And then six and minutes later, going bonkers. Like that place is insane. I can't wait yeah, to see that place on a Champions League night. Hopefully, uh, Real Madrid's in their group or something. That'd be hilarious. Oh, that'd First be match sick. day, Real Madrid at St. James Park. Just, just to see. <laughs> That's a dream matchup. Hey, bro. Newcastle back in the days, man, used to be that shit, man. Oh, speaking of Newcastle, I mean, kind of way off on a tangent. I saw um, a tweet saying that, wow, this is, oh, this is my sense of humor, that uh, Czech Teote, um, 
rejected Newcastle from his grave. I mean, Liverpool from his grave. <laughs> oh, man. No. Cut, cut, cut that. <laughs> cut that. I'm a hurt for all the Liverpool fans. I'm a hurt no. for that. No. But it's hey, like he I, wouldn't hey, even I'm come. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Liverpool has no pool. Oh, come on, man. You know, I get to see this. I knew this like Here two signings back to back fail. This man's gonna be like, Chelsea's got pull, Liverpool's got no pull. We, but hey, I'm entitled right. to say whatever I want to say. You know what happens? But money talks. We can't pay what you guys pay. It's that simple. Like, you, you know, have the money, man. Ask Henry no, to pay. No, we Henry, do not have the wages budget dude, you guys have, bro. This I mean, man, especially this if we offer solid man. that contract, no. No, this man has the money to fly to you. You know, to fly to alert, the UK alert, alert. Two more games. Complain, to complain, complain, or complain to the league that we are breaking the rule, the rules. But he don't have. But also on top of that, he showed that he can splash money. But you see, here talking about money, dude. The buddy has money. He's just being stingy with it. He don't want to spend it, bro. He yeah, we has, saw that we have the money. The this best coaches in this the game, hey, this he game is coming up. Brandon. Hey, this this Henry, this game is coming up. Henry, the Brown James, they need to go sit in a fucking conference room and talk. And literally be like, we have the money My caramba. to help our team be good again. They're not doing that. That's the thing. They're no, not doing Brentford that. versus Tottenham. Right. Yeah, it's- I agree. The injuries to Tyrone Mings and Emiliano Buendia is going to be very concerning oh, to Aston Villa to round that up. Uh, that's going to yeah. that's going to be a blow to their European hopes. I did want. So, to what was your out. biggest takeaway from that game? One, like one thing, just one thing from that game. If there was Newcastle anything to take- is fucking good. They are still very good and uh, Champions League mm. like competitors. Okay, I think, Derek. I, I think that they're going to do good this year, but after that, it's going to be too much for them. And they're going to like slowly like start losing legs, but they have money. So I don't My know. takeaway is Villa shit the bed. So They did. Oh, yeah. That they did. Oh, yeah. I helped them. <laughs> Brentford, huh? Brentford versus Tottenham. My instant drawback <laughs> From this is James Madison. Uh, as bad as Spurs are going to struggle, that was a great signing for them. He's got two assists right out of the gate, um, and that first son misses Harry Kane. Yeah, that first one where he slipped, or is that the second no, the, one? The first assist was the, the dead ball where he just slams it off Romero's face. I mean, Romero's right. perfect spot, but it just smashes him in the face. Concuss the man. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, is is it Halloween? Because Richarlison looks spookier than Casper, bro. I, he was ghosting. I didn't see him do anything. He, they, he was shut down player. the entire game. My favorite player of all time, Richarlison, was absolutely shit. Like the worst player on the field. $60 million they paid for that dude? I, I just don't get it, man. It's another one of those for Spurs, I'd say. I really do believe, all jokes aside, I believe Spurs are going to struggle to finish top 10. It's ninth or 10th. It's going to be an achievement for them this season. They, oh. 
I, I just don't see them getting in the European positions. I think the chemistry that Kane and Son had was, it was literally all-time great. And Son doesn't quite have that understanding with any other players on the team. Even he kind of looked iffy at times. Uh, Brentford could have and should have probably won the game. I think Spurs were kind of lucky to get a draw out of this game. And yeah, I think it's going to be a long season for them. I don't really, not as familiar with the manager. Um, The league is, it's a, it's a demanding league. And I think it's just a tall ask for them to get in, let alone the top four. They they, they can kiss that goodbye. There's no chance. Hell no. No chance. But a European place, even that sixth, seventh is going to be a stretch for them. So, question about this game, this match, is who finishes higher in the table at the end of the season? Because these are two clubs that, you know, prob- you're saying that could finish around that just above mid-table range. Who finishes higher? Brentford. I think I got Brentford ninth and Spurs 10th in my table. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You, you got Spurs over Brentford? I mean, that's just... <sighs> Yes, I don't know, but it's just hard to say from one match. But oh man, that's I don't know. That's tough. That's really tough. That's yes. I got Brownford. I got Spurs finishing over Brownford. Unless Richarlison, Kulovsky just hit a rich vein of form. Okay, maybe, but I I just don't see it. I think Richarlison's too much of an individual. I don't think that link up with Son is going to be good, and they might put too much. So reliance on you think you think a team without Ivan Tony and Wizza and Bueno and they're gonna wow, okay? They have Wizza and Bueno. What are you talking about? They both scored the goals, right? But they have to keep them. We uh we have to keep them uh they have to keep them healthy and like they have to keep on form. Mm, I, I don't know. Like it's like mm, yeah, but they've played know. together and they're a unit. Or I mean, without them, yes. they've already and also, proven. And also, you gotta realize it. Spurs played a whole game without playing uh Hobier. Hob- I can't even say his name. I Hob- never yeah, he didn't play that game, and he is the best midfielder, I believe. So right now, Basuma is is good, but. To yeah, be fair, Basuma had a decent game. Um, he hasn't did. really had much time in a Spurs shirt, but that was probably one of his better, if not his best game. But I don't yes, know. Yes, he did. But yeah. they, still, they still had that on the bench, and they didn't use him. And then Romeo had to go me. off because of that head injury. Like, I feel like Spurs will still finish ahead of them. Yeah, I feel like Spurs got, still, got, got the bev, got the, play, the right players to, to finish top. It's almost like you were like Spurs have all these problems, but with that being said, they're going to finish above Brentford still. Like, hey, yes, man, I'll, uh, I'll get yeah, Brentford, not by saying, much. Man, I, I'll hey, say look, it again. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to put my cheese on what the tell us, man. That's all. I'm but yeah, go ahead, Chase. I'm sorry. No, Hoiberg's leaving. That's why he's not playing. Where's he oh, going? How did not know that? I don't know, but he's leaving. I, sure. I know. He hasn't been playing at all for him. He has he's been getting like thirty minutes in the second half of preseason games. And as you can see, he didn't even come off the bench. Oh 
That's a player Liverpool could be in for. I don't know. Yes. I, think, I don't I think would he's take him. I would take him. I mean, he'd be a yeah. He's he's not a not a player. He'll 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 do this. <laughs> well, well, no. I would take him. He's my player. Like, what would what do you mean? Like, I would take him. But like, what I'm saying is like, like I don't know one of this. Like, I've always thought Hobera. I'm saying his name wrong all the time, but that's we know who you're talking about. But I've always rated him. Like I think he will do the job that Liverpool requires. Cause like, if you ask him just to play the defensive role and just like distribute the ball, he will do that for you. He that he did that for Spurs last season, half of the like all the season, the rest of the season, and he was doing a good job. He like I felt he was the most brilliant player on the field most of the time. That is K, but we he was, he we, was very consistent. He was definitely yes. putting in consistent sevens. Um, he was he breaks up play pretty good. Uh, he deserves we, to be we, on a team. We, over, we overlook that. We overlook that. He is a decent player, and it's it's, it's so crazy that the new coach does not rate him. Like it's crazy. Like I know, but Suma is good. But like over skip, come on, man, that's a mistake right there for me. Like. He scored a brace against Barcelona in the preseason. What a beast. He had like more goals in that game than his whole career. It's preseason. Oh, this is one. I know. Like it's preseason. I've seen I've seen I've seen Hob I've seen Hobert play the whole season. Keeping the consist like we talked about consistently dropping seven performances every time. He's in the greens. Every time he's doing great. And then you're gonna. I understand, but I would. I would give more. I'll give him a chance before I give Skip a chance. I'm sorry. I preseason or not. You know who Skip's only senior goal is against Chelsea, probably. Keppa. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going. I, I knew because uh, I remember the Skip. Who was the banger last, last year? He scored on us Boom, somewhere. Roasted. I remember that. I remember somewhere he scored on us. <laughs> That's my trivia. All right, let's get this. Uh, That's, That's hilarious. That's your uh, fun fact for the week. Fun trivia. All yeah. right, so I'm going a lot of order because we're saving the best for last. We already know it's going to be the last game. Um, the mighty news Chelsea show. against the even mightier Liverpool. But for now, we're going to talk about the red shite. I mean, Manchester United against Wolves. Uh, I just want to take away that Wolverhampton Wanderers, who I had flirting with relegation, were absolutely outstanding from minute one. They pressed beautifully. Uh, Cunha, Nunes, Neto, Semedo, I can go on and on, were all ridiculously good. Um, They were robbed by a stonewall penalty on Onana, and it was so bad that the refs for that game got suspended. They got the boot. I know. Uh, is it a tentative thing? Like they'll probably just have them back in another big game, and they'll blow more calls. Like that's what I'm saying. They they are suspended one week, and then they're back. Like who cares? Just kills the integrity of this league when you have. I mean, it was the most clumsy challenge, and it's like, oh, that's a penalty. And they even went to VAR, and they had time to look at it in slow motion. They're just like, no, 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 no. That's that's clean. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just, I mean, this cold. That's, that's a robbery, bro. <laughs> so bad. Uh, but United hey, at home were you, just you, not you, good. You, you're the guys that say here in parts call for the clean call. Like, 
refs to make the call, the final call. And, and okay, in real time, sure. Maybe some things can get missed. It might be a little tough to see in real time. But when you have a slow motion monitor and you can see it from multiple angles, multiple takes, and you're still conclusively sitting there like, no, that's <laughs> definitely not a penalty. What I mean, what's going through your head at that point? You know, do you have a, a huge bet on the game? Did you get paid off? These types of questions get asked. I mean, <laughs> they're working for me. Like, who are you guys working for? It's just a daylight robbery. Uh, <laughs> Wolves deserved at least a point on the day, if not the full three. But United will take it. They need that because if they keep playing like that, it's going to be a long season for them. I did have hey, them in the top four, but it's not. Like anyway, speaking of United, judge too like, much on that. Speaking of United, um, I don't think that they can keep up that kind of midfield with uh, Casemiro, Cas Mount, and uh, Bruno Fernandes. Like, all year ago, like, we talked about it, and, and you guys were talking about, like, he's, oh, that's a good midfield. No, they, they cannot keep up with the midfield the way you have. Dude, you, you have really Casemiro. don't like that midfield. Why? Why? I, I, I hate United, I, but I admit that's a quality I don't midfield. Think, I don't think you guys understand that. Yes, Casemiro, he's about 30, 30 past years. Like, he is coming up to the end of his career. Like, like it or not, like, you guys think he's still good. Yes. But we have Mount and we have Bruno Fernandes. We talk, we can look at Bruno Fernandes. Defensively, he does not track back. He's relaxed, really relaxed defensively. And then we have Mount. Mount is everywhere. That is not going to balance out well. Comparing to the team, like, we just got Lavia, Casero, and this. And then you look at Arsenal. They got Taken Led Rice, Kai Havertz, and Odegaard. Those guys are beasts at what they do. Look at Liverpool. They get another good center midfield. They are... Bruno I would mean, start in those midfields. What? Bruno would start in both of those midfields you mentioned. He would start, but he would not be required to do the work he's required to do at, at United. He's required to play more defensive. Like, on those teams, he's not going to be required to do so because they already have those players that would help like that. Like, Mount is really good, but, like, Mount Damn. is good in the A-roll. Mount is good in the A-roll. He's not good in the six. He's not good in, like, he is Bruno not. isn't expected to be defensive, man. Like, his, his like, one ball... Unlocked the game saying. when they were but playing putting, like shit. His lob eights. is what changed the game. His one the, pass. Eight, the two eights and one six, and but like I don't think, like I don't know. I could be wrong. It, it could work. Like we'll see. It could work. I could be wrong. Like, I will say this about game. Bruno. He's not a leader. He's a little crybaby. He's you know he, he's I can't stand his uh the way he carries himself. But he's a good footballer defensively. Yeah, he's it's not really what he's expected to do. Uh, could he put more of a work rate in? Sure, but he's never expected to play deeper or like in a six. He's expected to create, and no, I, in this, that's in what he this, did. In, he created this, the goal. The way the league is going, every player on that field is required to do come and defend and as a unit and do as a unit. We've seen it. Like, look at City. Look at Arsenal. Look at look at Real Madrid. Look at Liverpool. Look at Chelsea. All those players, striker or not, they're all putting in the defensive shift. Like, we don't have the Eden Hazards. We don't have those players that are like standing away for the ball until the ball comes to them. Everybody has to do the work, and then the ball comes to them. 
and then they're going to do the magic. No, we don't have that anymore. Everybody has to throw in their 50 cents. Well, United has arguably one of the better defenses, and Casemiro is a really good CDM. So, I mean, they kind of have the protection. So, you say really United has issue. the best defense, defenses. Why are they still finishing the vibe? Why I don't, they're barely even in the top four these days. You say the well, best. the first the week best of the defense. season, but. No, they have the best defenses because last year they still had the most of the same players. Do they not have the clean most clean sheets last year? But it's, where did they still finish? They haven't won anything. They have I the know, best I'm defenses. I'm talking about their defense. To me, defenses win championships. And they have that. We, they need to score more goals. They they were lucky to even score one against Wolves. That's what I'm saying. But Bruno Fernandez in that one moment had that one piece of creativity to unlock the game with that lob. And that's sometimes all it takes. When you have those crappy performances, you just need one moment to grind out a result. Right. And that's where you know he came in clutch for him. Every you, team, you need every game team, changers like every, that. Every, every top 10 team has that one player that has that magic player in them. So I, don't, I, can't, I can't hear the argument. Arsenal has He's one, has has one. Liverpool has one, Newcastle has one. Everton has one. West Ham has who, one. They have who, Everton who, has Everton has who, one. Wait. Who, who are you who are you comparing from Chelsea, Everton, and West Ham to Bruno? No, what I'm saying is like every every team has that one player that can unlock any defense. So you're saying oh like a Bruno Fernandez. Anybody has the like Bruno like the Bruno Fernandez. Like Arsenal has soccer. Chelsea has you know, we can Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> City. We have Kevin De Bruyne. We have we have the Holland. You look at Liverpool. They have the Salah. They have McAllister. You 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 know what I'm saying? Like every team has that one player that can do the same thing. Oh, That's man, what I'm trying to say. Really underrate Bruno. I really I no, really, I know really Bruno is. I I think Bruno is good, but like when it comes to the whole team contribution. Defensively, he lacks that, and you guys are saying like you know, forget that. No, these days that is also required. But you guys trying to excuse that? No, I'm not we excluding it entirely. It's just it's not. It's no, bread and butter. I, I think I mean, he's a lot better at it than you think he is. To be honest, next time focus on him playing more defensively. You'll see. They have. I don't think like I don't think I don't think United trying to play like. I think United needs another center midfield sitting next to Bru- to Casemiro that is going to be playing that role to let Bruno Fernandes play the A role like he wants to play, that camera like he wants to play. But if they try to play Mount next to him, Mount is always going to be moving and out of position all the time because Mount is a high-pressing player that... It's gonna cause Casemiro to do extra work that he can't do at his old age. That it's gonna like wear him down eventually. Like you guys don't see it, I see it like that because I've watched Mount play, I've watched Bruno play, and Casemiro is the player like he's he's gonna run out of engine, bro. Like watching the Chelsea and uh, Chelsea and uh, Liverpool game, the way they played, and watching Arsenal and watching. City, how they play, it's gonna be draining. And United is playing more matches than other teams. That combination is is not gonna do it. Even if you 
put Ellison in there. Like, it's the same thing. That's a crazy. They need a player that is meant to play that role. That's what I'm trying to say to you guys. Yeah, Frankie. That's what I'm trying to say to you guys. They need the player to play that role. And that's why all these top six clubs are paying this amount of mounts and mounts of money to get players that are naturally meant to play that role. And it may sound crazy, but it's worth it because those players have the engine, have the everything to do that role. Well, speaking of teams that have players to play the role, let's talk about the spicy, the hot, the steamy game of the week. The Chelsea Blues, who scored the lowest number of goals last year, 38, since 1923-24 against Liverpool Football Club. So that ended in a 1-1 draw. Uh, Liverpool arguably scored the team goal of the week, an absolutely sensational back-to-front move. Uh, Chelsea then kind of grew into the game and became the better team after Liverpool failed to or had an offside goal ruled out, I should say. And I would summarize that uh, Chelsea overall were the better team on the day, as much as that hurts to say. They, I would say they were the better side. Uh, Enzo Fernandez absolutely bossed the midfield and played his best game in a Chelsea shirt. Cody Gakpo does not look comfy in the uh, kind of inverted center mid eight role. Diogo Jota's finishing was horrendous. Raheem Sterling was non-existent. Uh, horrible. <laughs> and Liverpool needs some more signings. Uh, we need a defensive slash midfield reinforcement. And last but not least, Chelsea were better than what I expected. I think what a lot of people expected. And with that performance, if they keep up that level of play, they will make a push for a uh, top six European spot. Great game to watch. It's a top six. Wow. Okay. What's your... Okay. Does Chelsea finish in the top four? Is that where you're... Yes. Hinting? Oh, my with a, God. With, with, with Are you going to finish of- above Liverpool? With the signing of Casuero and the signing of Lavia, like you guys tell me, you don't have Chelsea finishing above Liverpool. I don't know where they're gonna finish because guess what? Liverpool—they're one injury away to having the worst season of their life because you guys still don't have players in place. Translation: You think Chelsea's gonna finish above Liverpool? I know that's what you want to say. Yes. Yes. Oh my! God. So I, I Liverpool can, aren't gonna make top four. Say that. Yes. At this moment, yes. Because no chance. We have we have Casado. Like the game we played against you. Who hasn't played a minute? Yes, we we mm. haven't even utilized him. But look at our preseason. We costed through our preseason. Preseason. We we gave you guys a game, and we the most dominant in that game. We dominated that game. That's a fact. not the first half hour. We could have put that game to bed and should have. You you could you have inches should away have, from going down have, Should have, but didn't. I know. But at the second half, we demonstrated what we could like. Literally, like the whole game demonstrated. Enzo de- demonstrated why we signed him. We did all this, Brian. I'm not trying to say the whole anything. But what, what I'm trying to say to you is, you are underestimating Chelsea's potential. That's what I'm trying to say to you. 
I just uh, said they played really with, well and with, played better with, than I expected, though. With, the way we played with with the lack of the defensive mid the midfielders that we we didn't have those players. We just signed the players that we needed in the position. On top of that, we just had a game on a high team that you guys should have beat us, but we dominated. And you don't want to admit that we dominated because you're a Liverpool fan. You're gonna argue like you had a good thirty minutes of the game. I said but after we, the first half hour, you guys were the better yes. team, and and you yes. Know. Yes, I wouldn't say absolutely yeah, dominated. I don't think that's but we had we had the chances. We could have you guys could have it could have been it could have ended it could have ended four two four threes. It could have ended whenever I score or it could have ended whatever. But the game was electric, exciting. But you have to respect the performance that Chelsea demonstrated without even additional of Casado and Lavia. On top of that. Oh, or you know, like we adding more people on the team, and you literally saying like it would be likely to even finish top six. That is crazy to even think about. Right now, you should be talking about. No, I said you make a push for top six for sure. I don't think you'll finish six. top four. Not yes, yet. Yes, that's, that's that's you saying not not yet because. Dude, do you realize top six would be a huge improvement? Still, you finished twelve well, yes, last year. From, from, yes, from twelfth place to last year. But we just like literally bought a whole new team with the players that who haven't played them, together exactly. That's a whole new team. Them, some of them have played Premier League, but we wait and see. Chase, you what, just what said is that won't on work this? with some teams, though. Uh, dude, I'm kind of flabbergasted right now. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. What do you say? Yeah, I'm just. I'm I'm confused. You were just saying Newcastle and all these other teams are going to be good, and then you're guaranteed top four, basically. No, I'm not saying we're guaranteed top four, but it, it's crazy. You're saying that the potential. No, no, no. Is but good. what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, Brandon the is really saying that, that Brandon is saying that we like he's saying like we're gonna finish top six. Like he doesn't think that we even have a potential to finish top four right now. After signing all these players and looking at Liverpool, City just lost Kevin De Bruyne. Arsenal left team the team, but they play just bought. And they I wouldn't even mention season. City's in the same breath right now. You guys are but, level, but and so are we below also, City. Also, Arsenal, also, Liverpool, Liverpool has not bought a defensive midfielder. So you think Liverpool entering the season with the players they have now, they go still finish above Chelsea? That's what you really trying to say to me. We have so many winners on this team, and we just yeah. signed a World Cup winner. Uh, even Sabozlai is a trophy winner, and we we have a more it's, it's interesting identified like, it's team than you guys—a stable team. You guys are still it's in the building process. It's, it's yeah, it's interesting that you say that. It's interesting. Like let's wait and see. Then let's wait and see because I feel like you guys are injury away or inform away to. Lose because, like, you really like you don't have that depth in the midfield, and you really saying that you're gonna compete the whole season with teams like Aston Villa, Brighton, Aston Villa. Oh, wow, this is even tough. like Spurs, like in the teams, uh, like you no, think they, they can no, 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 no. compete with you, they would no. not. it'll be okay. so much better than them. It's, it's interesting, no, but no, it's no, fine, no, no. it's fine, it's interesting that you have that take that. Your team is superior to them that despite the lack of depth, the lack of positional players that you need in those pivotal areas, 
that you still gonna overcome them. Doesn't matter. That is interesting. That is interesting. Like it's fine. Like you, you're interruption, fine Liverpool, interruption, interruption, interruption. So Derek, previously in this conversation, you said Chelsea will finish top four, right? They will make a push for it. Yes. No, you said they will finish top four. Yes, I want them to. They will finish four. Oh. After all this, yes. No, no, no. You said yes, they, will they will finish top four. They will. Yes, they will. Okay. They should. They must. <laughs> I will willpower them into the top four. All right. So, Brandon said they'll make a push for top six. Is that what you're expecting for Liverpool? Mm-mm. Oh, boy. So, Liverpool don't even make the top six. I, I did not say I did, I did not say anything. I didn't. I haven't even said my my take. Like, like until I see the end of the transfer season, I can't tell you the definitive answer where any team can I mean, be. You put us below Villa and Brighton, basically. So it sounds like we're gonna struggle to make Europe no, this year. What I'm saying is no. I was just trying to calm you down, thinking like your team is better than other teams because you still have balls on the team. Yes, it is you have better ballers. than your team at this moment. You have ballers, but also it goes to the team structure, the foundation, how you call you know cohesive to you know to the team. You can have I'm very I'm very humble can, and realistic about my team. You, we're you, nowhere you, you near City. We're not near Arsenal. Strikers we're better than Chelsea. Use, but it still has to be a team to make it work, Brandon. Like I know your offense is is ridiculous compared to other teams, but it's not gonna bail you out every time. Like you're gonna go against defenses where like you have to b- play against back to bus and then you have to break down teams. That so for that as much as you don't out. like um, United's midfield, is Liverpool's better? Um, yes, Liverpool is better. Yes, Liverpool's midfield is better. Yes. In this current state right now. Yes. Wow. Yes, I, I say know. that. I, I say that. I say that. that right now. <laughs> I, I say that because if, if you think about it, Liverpool does not have a true CM in there because you look at Casemiro. Casemiro is a true box-to-box defensive midfield. Like, he is a solid. If, imagine if Liverpool had him and they had the players they had. It, you would not even be talking about Liverpool needs anything. But why is it that why is it that United has him and they have the mountain stuff and they can still they can still produce? If Liverpool had Casemiro himself, we'll be talking about Liverpool winning the league. Well, here's the problem. We say about. that you know this team's not producing this and that. It's the first game of the season where we're just, yes. it's a feeling out process for all the teams across the board. Yes. When we have it's a sample size of three, four, five, six games, we're going to have a much more kind of deeper analyzation of like, okay, who's for real, who's pretenders, who's midfields, and, you know, who's gelled, who has a chemistry. Right now, it's kind of like just sporadic game one. I think yes. there's still a lot of unanswered questions across the board. Can't really look too far into it, like recency bias. Right. No, you know, I, I just I just seen the preseason of, of each game of each team and I've seen the first game of each game. And I've seen the transfer season of what everybody has done. And that's what I'm basing on. But that's what I'm saying, like, I don't know what to expect. That's what I can say to you. But I'm not gonna sit here and say like, Oh, 
this team is better than this team. Like really right now, I could be saying City is above everybody right now because he's a team that is more established and the additions they had on and the coach they have, I believe they're going to sustain. They're going to stay up, up to that level. Besides anybody else, I don't know where they're going to fall because anything can change the course of the season. That's it. I could say to all it's good to that. Well, one way or another, it was a hell of a game, a very entertaining one one. Two teams that um you know will be a lot of fun to watch this season as they develop. And yeah, Liverpool for sure need to make at least one or two more signings. And now we know we have the money. We had 110 to splash. Now all the teams are gonna screw around with us because they're gonna be like, Oh no, we see you have 110, so we're gonna make you pay more, uh, which is kind of it's it's kind of humiliating but i'm hoping we can still at least sign one or two more players before the end of the window um that will make me much more comfortable about uh securing a european place otherwise we need to prioritize the europa league uh which is an automatic pass into the champions league if we win that competition so i feel pretty good about that but can't rely on that uh completely so for time's sake, let's roll into another little segment that might spark some good debate. I got uh, top five managers of the Premier League. Uh, thank you, Chase, for the awesome suggestion. I've got my list right here. I'm going to go five to one. Uh, you guys can just go one yeah, after before, another, before, and then we'll, before, we'll debate yeah, our before, list. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Brian, before you move on, we, we forgot to talk about the whole controversy of the whole handball in the uh, Chelsea and Liverpool game. I felt like we want to talk about that. I don't know if it's like for let us segment or it's not. Good shout. No, that's a good shout. So Nicholas Jackson um, had a handball that was not called. Another one of those that kind of go in the file of controversial non-call slash calls for uh, a penalty. Uh, I I just. You think it's bad, right? I don't even know really. It's it, for me. It's a penalty. I mean, I I know Derek. I already know what Derek's going to say, but it's okay. I, I I don't like relying on referees to like change games, but uh, there are certain situations where it it hello. It has an for me, what you what you mean? What I'm going to say? What you mean? But uh, um, I'm going to go from the player as a player, as a player that played a sport. I'm going to go from my perspective. Can anybody in this world define me what is the natural position where you am supposed to be? On top of that, can you define me? On top of that, can you define me? Where is your natural position where I'm supposed to be when you're making a jump? So oh, that's the argument I saw. But, but that's, that's, that's the argument I'm trying to say because if I have my body closest to my body, where is natural and where is not natural? Because you should jump like a penguin. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. I should. <laughs> I mean, his hands were kind of close to him. It wasn't like outrageous, but like literally, like the hands at the chest area. But he no kind way. of like blocked his face, though. Like you, you can't. Right. You gotta just take it. You gotta, you know, it's part so of the game. You, you, you gonna take it, bro? Yeah, I'm gonna get knocked. You gonna take it? <laughs> you gonna take that, bro? <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm sacrifice for my team. I'm gonna get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, bro. Look, <laughs> I'm gonna get concussed. And that's and that's the thing is like and that's the thing is like 
the beauty of soccer back in the days is when it was I used to be a little bit rough, a little bit rigid, and a little bit of this. But like they're trying to be so clean to the point like you have to define everything to the simplest, like to like sometimes our human body reacts and does different things at different times. But the thing is like we have to look at the proximity. Like did he did is Abba like out there outrageous? Like he was reaching out. No, he wasn't. Is he close to his body? Yes. Like so like if he is close to his body, he's not trying to attention do that. Like just imagine me, it's a free kick and I'm trying to just protect my balls or protect my chest. Like I'm a girl, I'm trying to protect my chest, and the ball hits me on my arm. Like what what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, this is case in point. You see that I didn't even remember to bring this up is how little I got like triggered by this, I guess is the right word. Like I didn't sit here and say, Oh, this is a robbery or we got screwed over because it's one of those where yeah, it'd be a little harsh. Um, I can kind of see it going either way, but I, I this didn't this didn't screw us over. We didn't get robbed or nothing. It's just one of those bang bang calls. I mean, these kind of uh plays happen all the time. Um, I think like the Lewis Dunk one, for example, the Leno one, those were more obvious yeah. than Onana. Like those were the the big like screw ups of the week, but this one was kind of iffy. So right, I'm, and I, I'm glad you brought it up, but I'm I, whatever. I'm moving on. I'm not pressed over it. Right, you know. And on additional to that, and on additional to that, is if that ball is really meant to be on target, that friction will actually be in the goal. That's what I thought. This is the whole my process said. If any little slight mistake, who could have been the goal? Right, it could have been a goal, and then uh, what are we supposed to say? It say it's, no, it's take it back because it's a handball. No, Liverpool players will be like, no, it's a goal. Right, you know you've seen saying? those where they take it back and then be like, oh, it's a penalty. Like before it even goes in or it goes in, they they still take right. it back for a penalty. And then let's say if the penalty's missed, it's like, well, you just screwed over the attacking team now. Right, like so, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things. Like literally, if you guys scored right there and then, and they brought it back, you're gonna be like, oh no, you guys cheated for Chelsea because he touched the ball. It's, no, those are the instances. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say like I slide for the ball, and my hands is on the ground, and the ball hits me. Let's say it goes in or it doesn't go in. Let's say it goes in. Are you gonna say it's a handball because it touched me? No. You're gonna be like it's a goal. You're gonna want it as a goal because my hand was on the ground. Is as it becomes like stationary of my body because I'm not using it as an extension of anything i'm just using as my body just to protect me from the ground so like if anything hits off it and it goes in it's a goal you're not gonna cause a handball it's going to be a deflection it's a goal but right if i desperately and intentionally like put my hand out it that is that is that is a foul that is a that is a pk that is whatever you want that's a handball you know what i'm saying whatever but yeah, the handball rule action, is consistently a gray area in this game it's just like, forever being modified no right. one has a clear definition of what the hell is a handball they need to define it in the proper way but also they need to be as humanly as possible because guess what we are, those players are moving at the fast speed and that ball is coming at the fast pace to the point that is but when you shoot the ball and i'm reacting I don't know where my arms are going. I don't know what my body's going to do. 
But if I try to do what's best in the situation and they still get penalized with that, come on, man. Like, they're going to come. This this is going to be the the between line. Like, this is right and this is wrong. Like, come on. We need to find that. We need to find that. Like, on on offsides, they they, they did that. Your head and shoulder. With handball, they need to... Yes. They, They... also, the handballs didn't identify that. Like, if your hand is out like this, this is this is a handball. You know what I'm saying? If your hand is sticking out, like you can see your whole palm or something. They need to be more definitive. Yeah, yeah, that rule will continue continuously be modified. But let's move on now to our uh, quick little managerial debate. So let me go right off the cusp. Five through one. I got Eddie Howe five, Mikel Arteta four. Maurizio Pochettino, three. Jurgen Klopp, two. Pep Guardiola, one. That is my list. Thank you very much. Um, Take, put Poch where Eddie Howe is and move Arteta up and call it good. Can you do it again, Brandon? Uh, I, I, I didn't quite get it. All right, I'll just go in uh, one through five this time. Pep, one, two, Klopp. Three Potch, four Arteta, five Eddie Howe. So Chase, you have uh, Arteta in the third spot. Is that right? Howe and four, and then those are those two are interchangeable. Okay, and then is Potch five? Yeah. Okay, so you have the same five, but a little scrambled. Okay, and why do why why do you Chase? Why do you feel like? Patch is better than no. Arteta is better than Patch. On top of that, why do you feel like he's so close to Cup? Because I feel like <laughs> they're miles away from each other. Like you don't understand. Like Ooh. even I, I, I Hound should not even be in the conversation right now. Who? You say Eddie Howe shouldn't be in the conversation right now? Yes. Okay, so then who um, is in the top five instead of Howe? In Premier League right now, yes, he can be, but like in the world, no. No, this is just top five in the Premier League. This is only yes, Premier League. Okay. Oh, Premier League? Okay, yes, that's fine. So uh, would you say you have the same five? Yeah, with you, Brandon. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, the same list you announced. Pep, Klopp, Pochettino, Arteta, and then Howe. Yes. Okay. But I, I just, I just want to see, see Chase's reasoning because like, I feel like Chase, like, is basing on like the last three seasons Oteta had. What else am but... I supposed to do? He's never managed other than these three seasons. <laughs> but but you you basically really you, you compared you comparing easy. him to the managers that have been through second team. What what else am I supposed <laughs> to do? Like I've seen I've seen I've seen out Audi, Hound go through different teams, do different shit, and I've I've seen how he's doing now. I've seen Klopp goes through different stuff, different teams. I've seen Patch do the same thing. I've seen Pep do the same thing. But you comparing the person that only had three seasons with one team. This is right team. now. This is right now, but you're comparing with right now. But like with the teams they have right now, you've got to consider what is going in within the club. No, this is what... right now. This is right now, yeah. Derek. Right now, yes. It's still right now. 
they are still upholding the club to the high standards the club needs to be on. And you're still saying, like... What is Arteta doing wrong, bro? I don't understand. I really don't understand. Anything. He's not doing anything wrong. You're good to run of season. You're comparing it to be better than any run of other people that have had that up and downs. So that's what I'm trying to say to you. He is a good manager, yes. Did I, did I even put him above Klopp? And I said he's interchangeable with Eddie Howe. And you said Eddie Howe isn't even in your top five. And then Brandon said his list again, and you said he was. I, you never said Eddie Howe to me. I don't remember that. Okay, one more time. I said Pep Guardiola, but no. Jurgen Klopp, uh, Mauricio Pochettino, Mikel Arteta, Eddie Howe. That was my top five in that order. Yes, but you know, I said Eddie Howe because of what he did at Bournemouth, a below average team, uh, got them playing exciting footy. uh, Overperformed. Overperformed. What he's continuously doing with this Newcastle side, yes, they've made signings, got a a shit ton of money, but uh, this is still not overperforming. Uh, Arteta and Poch are damn near interchangeable. I would say on current form, he's really pushing, but Poch just came back in the league, and then before that, he had a Tottenham team that arguably should have won the league, but that Leicester team was just on freaking fire and then took that Champions League team to the final that season that never should have got there. Um, he's just, he's a very resourceful manager and has that kind of experience and he's done a little bit more over longevity for me, but Mikel Arteta is closing the gap and I still think he's becoming a very good, he's in the process of becoming uh, a very good manager, but miles away... Oh. I don't, know. I don't know, man. No, That's, question for you guys. Question for you guys. I just have a question for you guys. Look answer. at both managers. Look at both managers. First, take the teams away. Just look at them individually as a manager individually. Who do you think is better? I've had Klopp above. Is that what you, are you asking? Klopp or Arteta? Oh, Klopp for sure. No, coach and Arteta. Look at them individually without the accomplishment or anything, without just looking at their without strategy. What they've done. Look at how beautiful they are. Well, our head is on the uh, camera. is a little more so handsome. I'm not here. Worried. So, what, what I'm saying, what, what I'm trying to get at is now you're going to look whatever they, they, they've done and whatever, and you could say whatever you may say is better. Now, look at the teams they are respectively. And then you're going to tell me that. When you look at when the patch was a sparse, he wanted some players, he couldn't get them. He's at the team that he wants something, he will get it. Or Taylor is a team that they, they're gonna debate if they want it or not. The success is gonna come between, it's gonna come from there. Patch is can now get what he wants, like he literally can be like, I want Neymar, and Todd Barley, dumbass, will go get him. Neymar and guess left. what? But no, no, no I mean, I'm you just saying. Toxin in your no, team. but but what I'm saying is, no, it's just my irrelevant example. They go get him, and guess what? If that makes a difference, and coach how does that? Coach, but what I'm saying is, how does that relate to him no, being a better manager at all? But better or not? X Y no correlation meme incoming. But, yes, better or yeah. not? Patch is a good as coach. Compared to them, they're as good as they can be. But now, given four years the ago when he was at Spurs, you would have said he was shit. 
yeah, it was shame because like he can't get nobody to help him. He, he, it's gonna, it's not uh, gonna happen. Like, I talk shit about Spurs because I am a Chelsea fan. I have to do that. Like, I don't <laughs> like Spurs. It's a requirement. Like, it's a title. requirement. Oh. Like, I yeah, don't like Spurs. Fan. Like, Spurs is not my team. But what I'm saying is, my whole point is that Patch can get any player that he wants to affect the game the way he wants to affect it. Then Mikel Oteta came. And that has been demonstrated that we will splash money if we need this. And if we need Mbappe right now today, we go get Mbappe. We'll go get him to help us do this. And okay. guess what? Then you've broken no, every no. FFP and, and known to man at that point. Club, delete club. But, but guess Come what? On. It don't matter to us. We, if we can do it, oh. we can do it. But if we yeah, can do it, we can do it. But guess what? On top of that, you got to add, he is a good coach. And a good coach who can get resources is going to be more effective than a coach that has to fight for those resources and work them. But we have a coach that is the same, even if you go to say like at the same level, he has more resources now. The other coach doesn't. And then now you got to think about experience. Patch has more experience than Oteta. Although Oteta worked on like the best coach in the world. Style so, of play is million times better. We're gonna see it when we face each other. We're gonna see which style is better. We're gonna see it soon. I've seen, I've seen both coaches for the last, you know, like you said, Arturo's only managed three years. I've seen Poch but do it. Have you seen? Third. Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you seen the patch with the team that he wants? With Caicedo. But have you seen Mikel Arturo with the team that he wants? No, I can yeah. see it and say no. I would say he damn near has it. I mean, Arsenal's got like a very complete project right now. Right now, yeah, but he, 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 but the thing, the thing is like, but the thing is like, I don't lineup feel like and they were Arsenal unbeaten. has gelled yet. I don't think Arsenal has gelled yet to the point where I can say like I see the true Mikel Ted Arsenal. You guys yet. haven't even put the squeeze the gel out of the bottle yet. It's not even ready to apply to your hair. Man, dude, we can, we, <laughs> like, we, we, we got a little. I still got that axe Christmas bundle. We we shot down Liverpool. I don't wanna. I don't know why the you even talk peppermint about that. patty shit. What you guys haven't even like applied shut the you, glue? Shut down Liverpool. Better than Liverpool. All right, all right. Enough bickering about managers. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so That's much for probably. listening to an epic, heated, spicy week two podcast for the Footy. Bros Premier League. We'll be back in a week for our takes and terrible predictions that we just made and analyze week three. Y'all stay blessed. Have a good night. Deuces.